so tonight um, and tomorrow, there's something I want to share very, very dear to the heart of God, especially as we go into this new year. I want you to write this down. Write this one word down. Clarity. Clarity. There are, there are so many believers um, that are living without clarity. They're hitting and missing. They're shooting in the dark. They're wondering if this is God, if that is God. Did God say this? Did God say that? Should I move? Should I stay? Should I take a job? Because the enemy is very clever in wrapping things up to look real good. But just because it looks good doesn't mean it's God. And we got to learn how to have clarity of the Holy Ghost on what to do. Listen, every step. Uh, and and here, here is what I believe we have been doing. We have been relying on the Holy Ghost for specific big things. When it comes to big decisions, I want to hear from God. But we've avoided the daily time with God to learn his voice. So when some major happens and there's a move or a job or a career or something like that, I want to hear from God. I need to hear God's voice. But if we don't take time every day. To learn his voice, to hear his voice about what street to take to work. You can forget, should I buy this house? You can forget, is this the right deal? You can forget those things because then you're going to be dealing with all these other voices and it's going to be hard for you to decipher, decide which voice is God's. Because you've not trained your ear. What we got to do, I'm already in it. What we need to do is we need superior, write that down, superior hearing. Superior hearing. Superior hearing. Now, um, Sam, I hope we're still taping this. We're just not going to go live, but we want to still tape this. Superior hearing. Write that down. That's what we need. We need, even even this fast, listen, even this fast is key in your hearing. Because what it does is it silences your flesh and it it quiets your soulish areas that have not been um, dominated by the word. Because whether you want to believe it or not, some of us have been led by our unordained souls. And so what fasting does, it quiets your soul down. It quiets your flesh down. It causes you to hear God. And some of you ain't heard God since last year this time. Come on here. It helps you master your flesh. And that's why I'm not even digging a lot into the whole fasting this year and getting real elementary with it. Because we should know that by now. And for those who who are new to the faith or new, we got you. Go get the CDs on fasting. Get that hunger and thirst in place and feed yourself. But I'm not going back through. Make sure you don't eat this, baby. And make sure you only eat that. that. I ain't doing that. You want to cheat and not do it. You go ahead on with your carnal self. But I ain't got time for that this year. We ain't walking back through those when, as, 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 when the time when you ought be teachers, we got to come back and tell you the same thing we told you the last five years. Yeah. Come on. Tell your saying we ain't going to do it. So clarity, set clarity. clarity. Knowing the voice of God, hearing the voice of God, we must have clarity in place so we can know our place in the plan of God. I mean, from simple to great things, what ministry should I be serving on? See, I think we have we have mastered making our own decisions. And when you get in the place of clarity, you give those decisions over to the Holy Ghost. I learned to hear from God years ago 
when I wasn't even trying to hear from God or didn't want to hear from God. I wanted to put that pressure on those that I deemed higher in the spirit that were um, authority voices or trusted authorities in my life. I wanted to give that to them and say, you tell me what to do or what to go or what God is saying. And they says, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to train you how to hear from God yourself. And, and you are a bad leader if you don't train folk that are around you how to hear from God. Because if, if you don't do that, you'll always serve as a priest and always come to you with everything. Yeah. Yeah. Say amen to that. Yeah. So I learned years ago how to hear the voice of God. I learned years ago um, how to de- decide what was God's voice, what was my voice, what was mom and them, all these different voices. Because we live with a lot of different voices. Yeah. And one of the things you should do during this fast is cut some of the voices out. For some of you, social media needs to go. For some of you, Instagram needs to go. Snapchat needs to go. Come on here. Um, What else y'all own? Um, 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 MySpace and Black Planet. All that needs to go during the fast. That needs to go during the fast. Yeah, some of these television shows, you can't fast and try to get closer to God. Still watch some of this stuff. Shut it down. At least start this month. I promise you, if you shut some of it down, you'll lose the appetite during this fast. Did y'all hit the wrong thing there? She didn't turn the church lights up. Look at her. She just did it. Everybody look over there at her. It's okay. All right. What was I saying? Shut it down. <laughs> appetite, shut your appetite down. Is that God giving us a sign? No, so somebody said, you know, you know, I'll, I'll give it up for this month and I'll just DVR and go back next month. If, if you really go after God, you'll lose the appetite. It's just like naturally when you go on these fasts and you stop eating certain things and you stop, you drink water for a month and you go back and have a pop, you're like, oh my God, it's so strong. Or you have some juice, like, oh my God, it's so sweet. And, 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 and it messes with your appetite. And for a while, you don't even want it. Sometimes we force ourselves to go back to stuff we don't even want. That ain't just food. That's whatever you lay down. You said it fast. Oh, well, let me go back to it. And you will force yourself to do it. You ever, you ever finished the fast and the first day I can't wait to go help me this, this and that and you went and had it and was like it ain't even the same, it don't even taste right but you forced it anyway and ate it let it go so you can hear God this month see, see this hearing God is not deep it is, it is not spooky it is God trying to, trying to guide trying to, trying to get you to follow him so you can flow in life how many of y'all want to flow in life? Come on, how many of y'all want to flow in life? Yeah. Listen here. Um, 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 what did I tell you, turn? Ephesians. Ephesians. I don't want to go there yet. <laughs> Some have learned how to hear from God, but you are simply walking in disobedience and rebellion based on what you're hearing. And some simply are, they're not um, walking in this level of goodness or godliness or flowing in life 
because they simply haven't learned to hear from God um, and because they simply don't know how. I hate people who just, just go, just go to God. Just, just go hear from God. Well, how do I do that? What does that really mean, Reverend? You need to know how to hear from God by now. What does that mean? Because I went and I prayed and then I heard my dear. Was that God? Come on here. How many of y'all have questions like this? So what is it God? What is God? How does God sound? And I was told several different things. It may sound like your voice. It may sound like your mama. It may sound like this real, this whisper. It's just a quiet whisper. You got to be very quiet to hear him. He's only going to whisper. I've heard all kinds of things. Yeah. <laughs> Shane said, we're going to deal with it. Now, I like, I like these settings because, you know, when you hear stuff like we have a revival or camp meeting, that means a whole lot of rah, 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 filibuster, filibuster. We don't do that here. We're we, we, we going to have some worship and go right in the classroom setting because I believe if you don't educate yourself this year, you're going you gonna to be in trouble. If you don't get if you don't get with God and his plan and know what's really going on here, you 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 you're going to be in trouble because your days of just kind of, you know, brisking through and doing life without God. That's that. Those days are over. You can't do that anymore. You can't be in church and not grow and not learn and not understand and not know. You just you can't do that because what it's going to do is create a real good church life for you and a real bad life outside of church and that's why we are struggling with winning the loss because our life outside of church is raggedy I'm not saying you in sin but it's raggedy in terms of the good life God has called us to live we're struggling through it and people are saying why would I want your God why would I want your God you, you look terrible you live in terrible why would I want your God and so we, we got we to gotta settle in and it's hearing from God. When I learn how to hear from God, I'm going to tell you this. Some of it I can't explain. I, it's kind of like Shambach said, you know, I, I, I may not be able to tell you um, exactly what the anointing is, but I know what it ain't. And so I know when I hear from God, I, I can't explain all the time what was it and, and, and what did you hear. But I, it, it's like something in my know. I call it my Noah. And you know when you know. And here's what follows you here from God. There's a peace. And if, if you got to go and say, I was just wondering if that was God, then that probably wasn't because you. there's a peace. There's a peace that follows what you hear. Are y'all listening to me? Ah, okay. And, and, so, and so we need prophetic clarity. Write that down. Prophetic clarity. That speaks to our future. Clarity uncovers my expected end. It gives me a glimpse of God's intent for me and gives me insight on the journey, on the process. I don't need prophetic candy. I don't need you calling my phone number and my address. I know where I live. I know my phone number. I don't need you giving me that. I need you to un, un, unravel for me. Help me. Help confirm for me my destiny and my future and God's plan for my life. God's will for my life. I need, well, I was, I was in 1996. I stood in front of a man named Larry Higgins and, and he read my pastoral mail that I'm standing in right now. He ain't tell me where, my, where I live. You live on Gladys Street and you drive a century. I know that, Larry. What else is the Lord telling you? 
96. 96. He told me that I'd be standing here today. <laughs> and it wasn't new to me. I, 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 I knew I would pastor. But each person that spoke confirmed more of what was in my heart. More of what God had revealed to me in my time with him. More of what I had already heard. Most of the time, you shouldn't be hearing it for the first time. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. The Lord said, you're going to train elephants. Well, I ain't never heard of that train elephants. I <laughs> that should have come through your time with God at some point. Yeah. And I come to bring some confirmation. Come on here. Yeah. And so set prophetic clarity. Okay. Say it loud. Regarding school and family and career and, and marriage and relocation and your local church and buying and selling and finances, you need prophetic clarity. You need clarity. One of the biggest things right now in the body of Christ is everybody's relocating. With We got about a 5% relocation success rate in our church. Five percent, which means ninety-five percent of the folk that left and moved weren't supposed to. I said, "I don't care, man." What you mean? You know, somebody called me and asked for some money after they relocated because things were going bad. I said, "No, no, I can't give you money because I can't finance your disobedience. Can't give you nothing. Now, either you get rid of your pride and come back where you're supposed to be." Or, or, or you struggle and die in a strange land. Y'all about to hear me tonight. Said prophetic clarity. What is God saying for me to do? Because here's how, here's how that should look, even with this whole relocating piece. Here's how it should look. I believe I hear God saying this. And you bring what you believe you heard before trusted authorities in your life. Y'all quiet up in here. Y'all quiet up in here. Because there's safety in counsel. Because I, I, I adopted this term years ago saying, I believe I heard God say. When I started this church, well, before I started, I told my pastor, I believe I heard God say this. But I'm going to sit it here with you. You let me know what you hear. You said, go, I'm gone. You said, stay, I'm staying. You said, wait, I'm waiting. Now, I didn't say, I, I hear God just like you. I know God just like you. I know God, I'm a man just like you. I had devotion time just like you. How many of y'all have trusted authorities in your life? Raise your hand. <coughs> Ain't too much a bus driver. Come on, trusted authorities. Put your hand down. How many of y'all have a pastor? Put your hand down. Um, how many of y'all... <laughs> Look at you. You know, I, I was going to ask another question. But I don't think I can ask it like that. Because just because you have a church don't mean you have a pastor. The pastor must be received. <laughs> you join the church, but you receive the pastor. Are you listening to me? We're going to get there in a minute. Go to Ephesians chapter 5. Because I'm getting ahead of myself. Are y'all here? When there is no clarity, there is no focus. And where there is no focus, your passion is always attacked. Hmm. And when your passion is attacked, you will almost always relax or abandon 
foundational truths you've always stood on. When that passion is attacked, you'll stop praying, you'll stop reading, you'll stop studying, you'll stop coming, you'll stop tithing because, because, because there's no clarity and there's no focus and then there's no passion. Are y'all listening to me? Yeah, 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 yeah. Clarity, write this down, prevents her passion poisoning. Clarity prevents passion poisoning. What is clarity? I'll get to Ephesians in a second. Clarity is clearness. Come on, take some notes here. If you go to a church that don't require notes, something is wrong. Clarity is clearness. It's plainness. It's lack of confusion. It's freedom from uncertainty. Right quick. Freedom from uncertainty. It's free from anything that creates doubt. Free from anything that creates doubt. Once you have clarity, you can easily articulate what it is that you have clarity about. When you walk up on somebody and ask them questions and they begin to fumble, they don't have clarity. So what God saying to you? I, you know, I just, I just, I just been praying. See, and I just, just believe God was just, you know, you know, I, I heard him, and you know, I was, I was just kind of just waiting to, for the fast to come up and see what He's really saying. You don't, you don't, you don't have no clarity. And the worst thing to do is to move on something when you don't have clarity. You know what you do without clarity? Be still. I, mean, I got to do something. I mean, I'm not sure, but I got to do something. No, you ain't. Be still. See, I'm, I'm, I'm real big on just natural clarity, Chris, and spiritual clarity. And I'll sit on something for a long time until I get clarity. Yep. I'm going to bring something across my desk and it'll sit there until I get clarity on it. I ain't moving on it. I'm not, I'm not signing. I'm not buying. I'm not doing nothing because I ain't got no clarity on that. You could have explained it to me. Now, I need to hear the voice behind yours yeah. to make that thing clear for me yeah. so now I can move on it. Well, I told you, you asked me, I told you it's A, B, and C, and one, two, and three. What, what you waiting on, God? Yeah. I, I just, I mean, I just wrote it all out for God. Yeah. How many of y'all, raise your hand, have moved before without or in front of God? Raise your hand. Okay, put your hand down. How did that turn out for you? Because you have no right to get in front of God and say, catch up, God. No, 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 no. <laughs> now, now, here's the thing. The thing I love about God, though, Pastor Kelly, is when you do that, all you got to do is slip back into clarity and you can redeem the time. Yeah. Clarity, write this down, causes you to redeem the time. <laughs> yeah. That's why if you're in the dark, stop. It's like being lost, but you keep driving. Stop. Call somebody. Reset your phone. Do something. But don't just keep driving. It's like one day mom was on her way to Justin's birthday party in Oak Brook. Right up the street. She called and said, I'm in, what is it, Algonquin? I'm in Algonquin. And she goes, I'm in Crystal Lake. Because what happened was, she lost clarity on her phone with the instructions. But she kept going. When you get lost, stop. 
just keep going. Stop. Proud to have you keep going knowing you're lost. You done rolled past the same McDonald's now for the fifth time. And you still riding in circles. Stop. This is good camp meat. I said this is good camp meat. Remove the fluff, remove the fat. Let's get on with the get on. Tell your neighbor, say, this is good stuff. Some say, I'm glad I made it. There are some people, they know they had to work and they could see the replay that you know brother put up or whatever. But there's some people that's just laxed in their doing. I'm not gonna feed your relaxation. I'm not gonna do it no more. Because you're too comfortable with God. You want him to journey on the spot for you, but you laid back with him in your recliner. What if God was a recliner God to you? Hey God, can you um? All right, son, all right, son. Just, we finish this here. I uh, no. He's a very present help. Do you know he's always talking? So if he's always talking, then what's the problem? I went through the whole 2017 talking to some people with the same problem from January to December. Something's wrong with that. How you got the same problem. When the Bible says many are the problems of the righteous. But he comes to bring clarity so we can be delivered from them all. Are you listening? Okay, now go to Ephesians. Now we can go to Ephesians. Mm -hmm. Ephesians 5. And look on the screen at verse number 15. Glory to Jesus. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Say your neighbor, say, I'm not a fool. Say, I walk in the wisdom of God. Verse 16, come on, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Verse 17, verse 17. Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Understanding what the will of the Lord is. Don't be unwise, but have understanding of what the will of the Lord is. Have clarity. I understand. Well, can you produce it? Can you repeat it at will? If not, you don't understand it. So have clarity on what the will of the Lord is concerning you. See, sometimes we get in this mode of getting clarity for, as ministers for everybody else. I want to study, seek God, hit the will of God so I can always have a word in season for my neighbor and my brother and my sister and those I serve with. Listen, what about you? Are you where you're supposed to be? Is that the job God told you to take? Come on, y'all. Understanding what the will of the Lord is. 
Now, now, now go, now go to John. Yeah, I'm enjoying myself already. On your way to John, go to Colossians. We are not called, I, I got to say this loud. We are not called to do anything, everything, everywhere. We are not called to do anything and everything everywhere. But without clarity, you'll be all over the place. I believe God told me to open up a donut shop. Well, praise God. The next week, I just, you know, I was walking through Jewel and had to get some starts and I heard the Lord say, cleaners. Okay. We're going to do cleaners now. Okay. So last week was donut shop. This week is cleaners. I was in the meeting last night, Pastor, and the Lord moved, and I really heard him. And I, I mean, it just trumped all. I, just, I thought I heard him before, but I really heard him say, go to ministry school. Now you're going to go to ministry school. You're all over the place. You need to stop. You need to sit down for a minute. You and God, pull up a chair for the Holy Ghost and see what they're saying. Are you listening to me? Now, now, now. What I tell you? Verse chapter four. Because hmm. there is something specific in the earth realm that we're called to fulfill. And our ministry, regardless of what the mountain is, is of the Lord. That's what Colossians 4 and 17 says. And said to our archippus, take heed to the ministry which thou hast received in the Lord, that thou fulfill it. Well, you can't take heed if you don't know what it is. You can't fulfill it if you don't know what it is. And we don't get to choose that. What do you need clarity on? What's already in the heart of God concerning you? He's not doing this day by day. Everything was already predestined for you. It was already laid out for you. You got to tap into the heart and the mind of God regarding what he has for you. The will of God for you and get clarity on that so you can walk in it. So you can focus and have passion and walk in fulfillment. And most believers are not walking in fulfillment because they don't have clarity. Now we got this new thing in the body of Christ. Just go get a word. Go get a word. Go get a word. Go get a word. And yes, you can go get a word, but that's not enough. What's the process of your prophecy? Uh Real good. Real good. Come on here. I'm loving this. One of our biggest hindrances to clarity, write this down, is busyness. I was with a group of pastors and prophets and apostles and they're going to try to put me on the spot um, just out the blue. So pastor, what's the word of the Lord for the next year um, concerning all of us? I said, be still. <laughs> I didn't want to hear that. You know why? Because movement validates who you think you are. Oh, yeah. You're absolutely right. Your itinerary validates I'm, I'm, I'm an apostle, I'm a prophet, I'm you see everybody on Facebook now. You get calendars with booked on there. Book, book for what? Book for what? What you book for? You don't even study. What you book for? What you got to say when you get there? You ain't studied it in a whole year. I said, be still. That's it. That's it. I kept eating my food. 
Because some of us, we just, we can, you can, I know you ain't hear from God because you ain't even hear your wife this morning because you're moving, you're just going, and she didn't hear you either. Just moving. I'm moving sometimes so much she can be in said a whole sentence. And when she, <laughs> and, and, and when she finished about maybe three minutes ago, I said now, um, about that thing. She said, I just talked about that for a whole five minutes. You didn't hear nothing I said. So if we ain't hearing the one we can see that's right in the room with us. Biggest hindrance to clarity is busyness. How much of your itinerary do you need to ask God to help you prioritize and cut during this fast? How much of your weekly routine is what you're supposed to be doing? And how much is what I want to do or what I think I should be doing to get what I think I need to get? Because, you know, I got to get to the top of my game. I got to get my business off the ground. I got to do what God has called me to do. How much of it? Busyness. Now go to John 10. John 46 says, be still and know. Be still and know. John 10 verse 1. This I got 15 minutes. I know that's wrong. Is it right? Okay. Verily, verily, verse 1. Somebody said, verily, verily. I said unto you, he that entered not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some of the way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entered in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, underline that, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he put it forth his own sheep, he go up before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. Underline that, for they know his voice and a stranger will they not follow. Underline that, but will flee from him for they know not the voice of strangers. I think many of us have been hearing, but we've been hearing strangers entertaining the wrong voices. Verse 6, this parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he spake unto them. Then said Jesus unto them, again, verily, verily, I said unto you, I am the door of the sheep. Underline that, I am the door. I am the door. I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door, underline that, verse 9, I am the door, I am the door, but by me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved, delivered, set free, whole, and shall go in and out and find pasture. We only read verse 10. The thief comes when you don't hear the voice. 
The thief comes when you follow the wrong voice. I, the thief comes to steal, kill, destroy. I came to have this good, abundant life, but it doesn't happen without you getting clarity and hearing the voice. I'm the door, which means I got to look and go through him every with everything I do because he's the door. So going in, I go through him. Coming out, I go through him because he's the door. Are you listening to me? And if you don't, if you don't settle down with this, the reason we have been missing this good life from 10 is because we've been missing his voice. He said, my sheep know my voice, which means when I speak, they have clarity. They don't follow any other voice because there's a lot of voices competing with his voice. A lot of voices. Every day you give your ear to millions of voices. Train, radio, TV, internet, all of this. Even, even Christian TV, some of that voice is bad voice. He said, my sheep know my voice. And the stranger voice, they run from that. You, you, you want to train your spirit to the point where you know no, that ain't God. Because every other voice, catch this, is a thief and a robber. They're trying to keep you from, from that 10-10 good life in abundance to the full, to the overflows. Thief and robber, thief and robber. Not just demons. Some of these boyfriends, deep and, uh, I'm thief and robber. Some of these girlfriends, thief and robbers. Some of your family, thief and robbers. Different voices. Some of your co-workers, thief and robbers. Let me give you... Uh-huh. Well, Romans 8. I'm going to take my time. Yes, I am too. Are y'all getting this? Mm, mm, mm. I'm not concerned about 3,000 views and we had 10,000 people watching online. Anybody concerned about that? I'm concerned about the people of God that want God. I ain't never tried to make no name for myself or I ain't never been driven by no numbers. That is not what I'm trying to do. I can care less about that. What I am concerned about is the testimonies I get from in the email of people's lives that have been changed by the word of God. People that are living in this John 10, 10 B part, good life, because they heard the voice. How do you hear the voice? One of the ways you hear the voice, number one, is through the word. Write that down. Through the word. Through the word, listen, in context. Because sometimes when you're looking for answers, we good with taking word out of context to fit what we need to hear. Right. Right. I got a word on it. Let, Let me hear it. That ain't what that mean, girl. So you... One of the ways you hear from God is through the word. You can almost bet your bottom dollar that if you spend no time in the word, you have a hard time hearing from God. And that's where most of the church is driven by prophetic candy because they don't spend time in the word. So give me, tell me something. Give me, and the Bible says we have a more sure word of prophecy right here. That's right, a more sure one. But when I ain't spending time in this, I don't know how it sounds. 
Because when he speak, he going to speak this. John chapter 1. Go there. John chapter 1. John chapter 1. This is good, Sam. John chapter 1. Pull it up. Chapter 1, verse 1. Put it on the screen so everybody can see it. This can't meet. See, when I, when I grew up, that's what God's been dealing with me, Jason. I've been calling because I grew up in camp meetings. And I remember going to camp meeting in Detroit, Michigan. Um, at, at, at that time, it was Pastor Keith Butler's church. But now, I think Marvin Wine has bought it. They have a service there because Keith Butler moved out. But Kenneth Hagin was the speaker. This is a long time ago, Jack. And we sat and this man preached for four hours. And nobody moved. We sat and just got the word. Four hours, man. I'm talking about evening service. Talking about daytime session. Talking about 7.30 start, praise and worship, offering. And here he comes and he preached for four hours. And we sitting here. Then after that, another two hours, because signs and wonders always followed the word. So the sick was healed, blind eyes open. It's all a night service. We get back to the hotel, it's one in the morning, it's two in the morning. We back at morning session at 7 a.m. I don't mind that. Why? Because we in Bible stuff and we seeing the works of God. All this other filibuster crap we got in the body of Christ right now, all these doggone conferences and movements, and ain't nobody getting saved, healed, delivered. What are we really doing? So when I say camp meeting, I ain't talking about ah, I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about let's sit at the feet of God and God, what you got to say to me yeah, tonight? Because yeah. I got to get through this year. Yeah. I, I, I got to win this year. Yeah. I got to win what I lost before. I got to do better than I did last year. I got to yeah. cover some things and accomplish some things. I got to get my family right and my children right and my money right. I got to hear from God. Yeah. If he ain't speaking, I ain't going. In the beginning was the word. And the word was God. And the word was with God and the word was God. Was the word, the word was with God and the word was what? The word was what? The word was what? So when you hear from God, you're going to hear his word. Drop down to 14. Drop down to 14. Drop down to 14. Drop down to 14. And the word was made flesh. It became alive. It's living. It's living. It's living. It's living. So when you spend time in this and you need to hear from God, this will come back up in your spirit. We go to second Timothy chapter three. Ways he speak to us through his word. Now, here's what I've learned. Well, I want to get ahead of myself. Go to second Timothy three, second Timothy three. Sometimes it is a small voice. Sometimes it's a loud voice. But it's, but it's always a gentleman voice. You'll never manhandle you. Go down there, go down there. No, don't take that job. No, it's going to be, that ain't the job. You'll hear it, that ain't the job. That's, that's not the girl. That ain't the guy. Give $50 to him. The lady sitting right next to you, give it to her. It's just, it's just that simple. It's that simple. I was, I was sitting in the restaurant, and, and the service was bad. It was really bad. 
It's, it's really bad. Um, and, I, and I heard the Lord say, because I had purpose in my heart, I wasn't giving them nothing. And I heard the Lord say, give them $100. And I Because God knows what's behind the bad yeah. service. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes if all we see is our self-centered selves, we'll miss what God is trying to do with the server that brought your coffee cold. Got no idea here. It's like I was telling them, um, it was a day I was telling y'all this story. It was, it was y'all or somebody in the back. Um, about this guy was on this train and I was telling you that was I telling you and he had two children and they were running around on this train and they were causing havoc on this train and, 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 and they were swinging from the thing and, and harassing all of the not in the bad way but just in the way of the people that were riding trying to get home from work and somebody said it's just enough of this get these kids take these kids now sir this don't make no sense and the man said I'm, I'm sorry ma'am we just left the hospital, identifying their mother's body. My, my mom was somewhere else. I didn't even know they were running around. See, God wants us to hear him so clear that even in cases that look clear to us of what we should do, we see behind that. Second Timothy 3, verse 16, New Living Translation. All scripture is inspired by God. You got it? 316 NLT. Um, And it's useful. Say useful. Useful. To teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. This is the word of God. So when you're looking to hear from God, you're going to hear through this because this is what the word does. Tell us when we're wrong, when we're right, what we got to change. It corrects us. It speaks. It's living. Go to Hebrews 4. Hebrews 4. Verse 12, NLT. For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, Between joint and marrow, it exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. It's the word. It's alive. It's what it does. We need a word from God. It speaks up. It speaks. The word speaks. It speaks. It'll tell you when somebody's bogus. John 15. Now, now to get to this point where the word speaks... You got to go beyond reading the word. Write this down. You must become a word abider. A-B-I-D-E-R. A word abider. You must abide in the word. You must abide in the word. The word must take residence in your life. How many of you show of hands? You study the word of God every day. Raise your hand. Raise it high. Okay, put your hands down. Once a week at least. Once a week we study the word. Spend time in the word. Okay. Once a month? 
Don't be afraid. We're we, we going to grow in here. I, I, I don't study the word yet. I haven't got there yet. Raise your hand. Word abiding means this. It means every day I can't live without it. I carve out sometime, somewhere, someplace, somewhere to get in this word. I keep me a highlighter present. I keep me a notepad present. Because it's always speaking. I'm always writing. I'm always jotting down. Not to preach. Not to teach. For me. For me. For my life. Because the word helps me define my living. If my living is defined, my leading will be defined. Said the word of God. Come on, said the word of God. John 15, write that down. I ain't got time to go there tonight. Read one through whatever. John 8. Read, read one through seven of John 15. In your own time. Um, John 8. And he spoke these words, verse 30. John 8 and 30, go over there. And many believed in him. Then Jesus said unto those Jews who believed in him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth. That word will speak. That truth will speak up. You get into a bind, it'll speak. You ever been in a bind and a word came up in your belly? You heard it? Ways God speaks to us. Ways we hear his voice is through his word. Number two, through our pastor. Write that down. Now, this part I really got to spend some time on at some point because we got to restore the relationship between the pastor and the pew so we can hear God through your set man or woman of God. How can we hear without a preacher? Are you listening to me? Through the talk word, through counsel, through meetings, through settings like this, you're hearing the voice of God. That's why it's important. When your pastor calls some, I come. There's a meeting, I'm there. There's a revival, I'm there. There's prayer meeting, I'm coming. Not because my pastor master said, because I understand the revelation that's behind and I'll give you pastors. Go to Jeremiah chapter 3. Once you have revelation of that and understand that your man of God always has something in his mouth for you, you'll be present. Not just present, but you'll, you'll rehearse other teachings you've received. Because God places you in the body as it pleases him. See, he placed you in the body and he gave you a pastor. He gave you a pastor that's going to teach you and train you and correct you and encourage you and love on you and counsel you and walk you through your process of life to get you to your expected end. Once you have revelation of that, that means every teaching is important. Every class is important because he set me here to get through life. So I don't get to come in and decide I'll go to that service but not that one. I'll be at this one but not that one and I don't need that message because I heard that one in my old church. No, 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 no. I'm going to sit under the spout and get wet every time I'm here because I need what's coming from up there. And I can go in my library and if he talked some five years ago on whatever and I'm dealing with it now I'm going to pull out my library and I'm going to listen to it again. Are you listening to me? 
Because when, go to 1 Samuel. I just, I told you, Jeremiah, but I read that to you myself. 1 Samuel chapter 3. This is, this is a part of God's system, this whole hearing from your man of God. Because for me, when God was training me to hear his voice, his voice sounded like the voice of my pastor. Okay, I lost half the church. It sounded like the spiritual trusted leader in my life. When I hear God now, it sounds like Dr. Mike. When I hear God now, sometimes I hear Bill Winston. Sometimes I hear a small voice. Sometimes I hear my own voice. So I, I can't teach you. It's, it's, it's always going to be your old pastor's voice. It's always going to be this dark, deep. It's, I don't know. But I'm going to teach you how to handle what you're here to know what it is. Are you listening? Because I think we, we go too far trying to teach some of the mysteries of God in terms of what your voice going to. I don't know what your voice going to sound like. When you hear God, Kay, it's going to be an older um, Caucasian lady. And she, no, I'm not going to. First Samuel 3. First Samuel 3. Are y'all still here? Yeah. I'm be finishing one minute because I, I ain't going to give it all to you. If you come back tomorrow, I'll give you some more. But First Samuel chapter 3, look at verse number 1. And, and I think I want to read in the NLT maybe. It may be a little bit more plainer there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go to NLT. And meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. Now, in those days, messages from the Lord were very rare and visions were quite uncommon. Verse number two. Um, um, one night, Eli, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed. Come on, verse three. Flow with me. The lamp of God had not yet gone out and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. Come on here. And suddenly the Lord called out. He spoke. Samuel. Yes. Samuel replied, what is it? Come on here. He got up and ran to Eli. He said, here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, Eli replied. Go back to bed. So he did. Verse 6. Then the Lord called out again, Samuel. Again, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? He said, I didn't call you, son. Go back to bed. Verse 7. Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord. He never really heard from God. I'm going to help you though. Because this is, this is how I got my training. I heard my pastor's voice. But even after I knew to hear from God, I still heard their voice. Okay, look. Um, um, verse 8. Verse 8. Um, so the Lord called a third time. And once more Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? Eli then realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. Come on. So he said, Samuel, go and lie down. And if someone calls again, says, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. <laughs> so Samuel went back to bed. Look, 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 look. And the Lord came and called as before. Samuel, he called him twice. Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, speak, your servant is listening. Come on. And then the Lord said to Samuel, I'm about to do a shocking thing in Israel. He began, he began to speak to him. Look at verse 12. I'm going to carry out all my threats against Eli and his family from the beginning to the end. Verse 13. Um, that ain't what I want. Go to 14. That ain't what I want. Just stop right there. He, he heard from the Lord. Verse 
But when God called, he thought it was Eli. So when you're learning to hear God's voice, don't be shocked that you don't hear your pastor's voice. To this day, I hear my pastor's voice sometimes. And I know it's God. I, I know it is. That's weird. That's strange, Reverend. You didn't think Beyonce's CD was strange. all that crap on there and all that goddess message. You didn't think that was strange. But you want to challenge everything in the house of God. And even now when I hear God's voice, not everything, but there's certain things I run back through the trusted voices in my life. Because I want to be clear and I want to please God. You understand? Are y'all hear what I'm telling you? So, but, but in order for this to happen, the relationship, glory to God, between you and your pastor must increase. You must have revelation of this relationship you must have with your pastor. Gone are the days of, 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 of I'm just the preacher at the church you go to. Now, if that show, what do you want to do? You go right ahead. But I've, I'm convinced, Pastor Terrence, that a lot of the body of Christ is not even being pastored. They go to church, but they're not being pastored. They're going to church, singing about living above, all the while making beneath decisions. Because they have nobody pastoring them. It is the job of the pastor to walk you through life. That don't look like, you know, how you going to do that? We got a lot of members. There's ways that looks. Because I give you pastors. Now I'm going to give you other pastors. Yeah, teach. Y'all quiet up in here. Yeah. This, this can't mean. Yeah. Write this down. The third thing, one of the ways you hear from God or to drive you to hear from God, is life situations. <laughs> life situations will train you how to hear from God. You get yourself between a rock and a hard place and call yourself a believer. You're going to be like, like Eli. Speak, Lord. Hey, speak, Lord. The sermon listening. Say something, God. It's like I was, I was downtown going to, to um, London. I was going to, um, to ride those horses in the carriage back when it was hot. Can't ride them things now. It's cold. And so um, we got out the car and there was a, there was a homeless guy sitting there. And all this stuff. <laughs> he he was must have been praying. He said, He said, Lord, you, you hear me? Did you forget about me today? I ain't got no money today. My car bill. I was like. <laughs> he said, I need you to hear me. And when life gets you in a rough place, it'll 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 teach you how to hear from God. You said, Lord, I'm down there now. You say something. Speak through somebody. Because then we get desperate. But you got to be careful with that because sometimes your desperation can, can, cannot have mercy. And you'll hear somebody like, oh, that's, that, that must be God. That ain't God. You're just desperate. You, you, you turn on TBN and they're talking about 
send fire off, you know, for the oil Jesus put on the lady's feet and, and God going to turn your rent around by the mind and say, that must be God. You sent your money down there and they send you some lard. Crisco, come on here. Um, said life situations. Number, number three is life situations. I, I, I can't, some, okay. And number four, write this down. Now, I'm, I'm going to give them to you, but I'm going to teach them tomorrow. Because both are really heavy. Life situations, number four, is the spirit of God. The Holy Ghost. The person of the Holy Ghost. Because he hears from God and speaks to you. We're going to unravel that tomorrow night. Um, but I, I, I don't want to jump into this now because we'll be another hour. And I don't want to do that to you tonight. Now tomorrow night, and Thursday night, I don't know what to tell you. But tonight I'm going to let you go on home, get your salad and your peanuts for the fast. And then, then you get ready for tomorrow night. And call your sisters and brothers and say you should have been here tonight. Because um, I don't know if Rev going to stream, so you might want to be in the house. Did, did, did y'all get some out of this session? Yeah.